Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to yet another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast, YouTube.com. If you're having a good day, good. If not, again, I don't know what to freaking tell you. Maybe this episode will break you up. I don't know. But this is the big question that's been going on to things for the last handful of years, and I gotta ask it as well. What is the logic, at least within WWE's sake? I don't know how it is in other companies, because I don't focus on other companies like AEW or Impact or Amazon or anything like that. What has happened with the logic of finishers in wrestling nowadays, at least in WWE's part, where you have to hit a finisher a boatload of times just to end a match? Like, I know Roman Reigns talked about this in an interview saying, A false finish What happens when you make people think that a match could be over when it's not. But in reality, their idea of a false finish is just constantly spam finishers and kickouts and everything to the point where it takes a boatload of finishers just to finish somebody off. It's almost like you're playing a WWE game on the hardest difficulty, and you're just spamming finisher after finisher after finisher until it's done. It's like the Cena Rock match. But it's like, you look at wrestling, I don't know, like 20, 30 years ago, in most matches, it only takes one finisher, maybe a second time. But there are times, especially in nowadays, where you have to hit a finisher a handful of times just to finish somebody off, which does not make sense. And I'm going to look through, like, I got a few examples because it shows how weird things are. And there's one that even happened within the last handful of years that's really been perplexing. So let me give some examples. Let's look at, I got three examples of stuff that's happened in the past. Three that have happened within recent in terms of how many finishers. And then one that fits in the middle that I'm just trying to figure out. You look at WrestleMania 3. Main event, Hogan Andre. How many leg drops did it take for Hogan to defeat Andre? Just one. That's all it took. You look at WrestleMania 21, you got John Cena and JBL. How many FUs did it take for Cena to deliver in order to win? Just one. WrestleMania 19, the infamous match between Triple H and Booker T for the World Heavyweight Championship, took one pedigree. Now, I'm going to go back to that in just a moment because that's going to be very significant. You look at wrestling nowadays, you look at Royal Rumble 2017, John Cena... AJ Styles, the WWE Championship. It took about at least four AAs just to end the match. One of them was even an AA from the middle rope. And then the last one had to be back-to-back -back AAs in order to complete the match. WrestleMania 34, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar main event of WrestleMania. It took six F5s to defeat Roman Reigns. The Crown Jewel event in 2018. Just a few months later, between Brock and Braun Strowman, took five F5s to defeat Braun. So something's been going on where all of a sudden you have to hit your finisher a lot just to complete a match. But then you look at one that completely breaks that cycle. Great Balls of Fire from back in 2017, Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe. It took one F5 just to defeat Samoa Joe. What is it where with certain guys... It takes a handful of finishers to defeat them. But then back in the past, it only took one finisher to defeat an opponent. Because we're also in an age where you look at WrestleMania 19. Triple H Booker T, like I mentioned, took one pedigree to defeat Booker T. It took over 20 seconds for Triple H to get the cover after delivering the pedigree and still get the pin on Booker T to get the win. 20 plus seconds of time to recover, and yet Booker did not kick out. 
But then you let's let's look back at the Cena Styles match from Royal Rumble 2017. Cena hit a huge AA, standing on the middle rope to AJ Styles, immediately covered him and still a kick out right away. As though the AA meant nothing. Despite being driven from a higher distance. So how is it that AJ Styles can get hit with a super AA, immediately get covered and kick out, but Booker T in 2003 gets hit with one pedigree, it takes over 20 seconds for him to get pinned, and he does not kick out. I mean, I can understand surviving a finisher if, like I said, there's a long period of time to where they can recover. Or, an example I can give, WrestleMania 24. Undertaker Edge, main event of WrestleMania 24. Awesome match. Referee bump got it, like, took place in the match. Tombstone on Edge. And the referee, it took a while for Charles Robinson to run down to get into the ring due to the ref bump. And Edge kicked out. That was understandable because there was time to recover from being delivered the finisher. But with Booker T and Ed in Triple H, I believe it was a longer period of time, maybe somewhere around there, where it was between pedigree and the pin, and yet Booker T did not kick out. So I can understand being able to survive if either there's a long period of time where you can recover, or if you at least are within reaching distance of the ropes. Because that's the most common thing to help protect the finisher. It's like, oh, you barely have enough energy to be aware of where the ropes are and to make contact with them in order to avoid the pin. But then you look at so many instances nowadays where all they do is just spam finishers to the point where you don't know how many it's going to take to end a match. Sometimes it takes one, other times it takes five. Like, what has happened within wrestling to the point where finishers don't mean as much as they used to? I mean, I know finishers have evolved over the years. Moves that are transition moves today were finishers of the past. Like an atomic drop, or a DDT, or a neckbreaker. But nowadays you have to do these like over-convoluted spasmatronic type of finishers in order to try to wow the crowd. Like I know I know one example we can give of a match where finishers were done to death is Shawn Michaels Undertaker WrestleMania 25. The one defense though I can give there, but that match at least on the Undertaker side, the only finisher the Undertaker did more than once was the tombstone. Choke slam he did once. Last ride did once. Hell's Gate locked in once. In Tombstone, it only took two in order to defeat Shawn Michaels. But then you look at these matches, like I said, the finishers mean nothing anymore. And there is no logic behind it, saying, how can a finisher only take one back 20, 30 years ago, but then you have to deliver a handful just to finish one person off, especially depending on who the person you're delivering it to. Now, I can understand maybe a big opponent. A big opponent, they're big, they're muscular, they got more body mass, they can absorb punishment more. I think that was like something you could say with Tommy Dreamer. I mean, he described himself as having fat and saying fat absorbs, if memory serves me right. So the bigger you are, maybe the more damage you can absorb and still be able to survive. But again, that also kind of breaks the thing where, yeah, huge guys back in the day took one finisher, boom, and it's over. But nowadays, you look at the guys that they got and the finisher survival does not make sense. Small Joe, big guy, 1F5 to defeat him, Great Balls of Fire. Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman, they're pretty large sized guys but it took five to six finishers to defeat them. But then you have AJ Styles, who's significantly smaller than both of them, and he's able to take four AAs before it's over. How is it that a smaller guy like AJ Styles can take almost as many finishers as Brock Lesnar, or Braun Strowman, and Roman Reigns? I mean, you can't tell me it's resiliency when it's two different guys of different sizes and everything. Because resiliency can only get you so far. I can understand resiliency like... 
Dolph Ziggler fighting to survive despite getting constantly hit in the head at Payback 2013 after having a concussion. It's like that will not die attitude. But you can't just play that story over and over and over and over and expect people to buy it, especially when all they're doing is just spamming finishers. It's just the same move over and over and over. Like I said, how is it that John Cena WrestleMania 21 took one FU to defeat JBL, but it takes four to defeat a significantly smaller person individual like AJ Styles about 12 years later? Nothing makes sense anymore. I'm not saying it should always be just one and done, but it should be for a pretty good amount of times. Maybe two at the most. It should never be five or six finishers in order to defeat somebody to the point where you're spamming your finisher and even having to steal somebody else's finisher over and over and over to defeat them. It's getting ridiculous, and I wish at least WWE would change back to the point where finishers actually meant something. Because again, it's hard to believe that anything can be counted as a false finish, when the idea of a false finish is just spam your finisher over and over to the point where people don't know how many of your finishers it's going to take. Because if you're at the point where you have to spam your finisher over and over to try to get the crowd invested, that means you're not doing a good job on your own being able to get the crowd invested point where you think it's almost like a break glass in case of emergency situation. Oh, the crowd's not reacting. What do we do? Oh, have them kick out of my finisher. That'll wake them up. Let's do it over and over until they're on their feet and having an orgasm. Like I said, I don't know what it is with wrestling. Maybe it's a lack of ability to tell stories because all matches you see nowadays are just high spots and finisher fests. But it's getting pretty sickening, if I do say so myself. So let me know you guys know in the comment section below. What do you think has been happening with the logic of finishers within wrestling, or at least with the WWE, point where they don't mean as much as they used to? I mean, maybe expand your repertoire a little bit. I'm not saying you have to do like a billion flippy moves. Maybe add some more moves along the way to the point where you don't have to keep relying on finishers in the match in order to try to extend it or hype the crowd up, because you don't need to spam your finisher 100,000 times in order to get a crowd invested. If you want an example, look at Ricky Steamboat to Randy Savage WrestleMania 3. Classic match. Win, I think, almost 15 minutes. Didn't have to overly rely on finishers or anything in order to get the crowd invested. Look back at old wrestling, you'll learn something. So like I said, let me know guys in the comment section below. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave a like, comment, subscribe. Make sure that bell is turned on. Otherwise, YouTube might not tell you who, when I'm uploading. I know it's kind of cliche, but eh, we gotta see what we can. So thanks for watching or listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out. Have a good day, everybody.